0: Hello, and welcome to our very first episode of a Tisket Tasket podcast. I'm your host, Gina, and I'm super duper excited to get started into delving into the very awesome and weird history of nursery rhymes. If you'd like to know a little bit more about why I started this podcast and who I am, please check out episode zero. To get started today, we're going to start with the nursery rhyme, a Tisket a Tasket. What better place to start than the podcast namesake. Now, I distinctly remember this nursery rhyme from when I was a child. I grew up in the rural Midwestern United States, and I remember dancing to it in my elementary school gym. We used to sing the nursery rhyme as we danced in a circle. And please excuse my singing voice, but we used to sing, A tisket, a tasket, my green and yellow basket, We wrote a letter to my love and on my way I dropped it. So the way I remember how this dance went is we'd all be in a circle and then someone would have a handkerchief or something. I couldn't quite remember what we'd use. And as we sang it, the person with the handkerchief would run around the outside of the circle. And then as we say, I dropped it, they would drop the handkerchief and then whoever it was closest by would chase that person. And once that person was tagged, they would join the circle again and we'd sing it again. I definitely have a memory of this. And I was curious if you do too. Please comment or email me if you remember singing this or or singing this at school or remember it from school or remember it from your home. I'd love to know more. When I was doing research, I found that this nursery rhyme originated in the United States in the 19th century. But it was also apparently popular in New Zealand and Canada. I'm really curious, though, if it was prevalent outside of the United States or outside of the regions that I mentioned. Because when I was doing my research, I really only found instances of it along the eastern coast, the southern United States, or the Midwest. If you live outside these areas, especially if you live outside the United States, let me know if you've heard of it. I'm really curious to know people's experiences and what dances were involved? What context do you remember hearing it or learning it? Please let me know. A tisca is such a well-known nursery rhyme, it has its own Roud Folk Song Index number. It's listed as 13,188. And because this is the first episode, I'd like to explain what the Rowd Folk Song Index is, because I'm pretty sure it's going to come up again in future episodes. This index is a reference of over 25,000 songs collected from oral tradition in the English language from all over the world. It was compiled by a researcher and librarian named Steve Roud. He was born in 1949 and was very interested in collecting all of these songs. He was also very interested in folklore and in culture. And what I think is amazing here is that here's someone who understands that we often lose things, especially if they're not written down. Oral tradition is passed from generation to generation, and sometimes it could be lost that way. We'll see in future episodes that a lot of these nursery rhymes that I'm going to talk about predate the Middle Ages, And it's really not until the 17th century that we see them written down. So of course, they're gonna change over time. They're going to be changed because of culture. Their words are gonna change because people forget things. And sometimes we just lose the history altogether. So the route index is incredibly important because it's finally an index, a concrete index of things so easily lost. Route was obviously very wise in collecting and indexing these. So people like me can go back and research something that mostly was just sung and I really think if it wasn't for him a lot of these nursery rhymes and a lot of these oral traditions would have been completely lost to history and have gone out of favor and maybe have gone completely extinct. You can find this index online at the Vaughan Williams Memorial Library website and it's maintained by the English Folk Dance and Song Society. You can even look up nursery rhymes by their route number, so it's more easy to find them. At this point, I'd also like to shout out the Library of Congress and the American Folklife Center, both of which can be found online. These websites do a phenomenal job maintaining the history of oral culture and folklore. And a lot of these things I'll be talking about throughout this, this podcast can be found on these websites and are often out of copyright date, so can be located and looked at free of charge. I heavily encourage you to use these websites, especially to do more research on what I've been talking about in this podcast, because I honestly don't have the time to mention every little thing. You can also find some really awesome and some really strange things. But let's delve into Atiska to Tasket. When we consider this nursery rhyme through all of the research I've done, it's actually pretty bland history-wise, which kind of makes me sad. There are no, like mysterious or hidden undertones it's a pretty straightforward song the first time it appeared in publication appears to be in 1879 in a book by author h Rosewig, and it was in a collection of nursery rhyme illustrated nursery rhymes called illustrated national nursery Rhymes, songs and games selected and arranged in an easy and pleasing manner by h Rosewig. It was published by W. F. Shaw in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in 1879. It was accompanied by beautiful illustrations in the scores so that piano players could easily play along. What's really cool about this is that I actually found through Google Scholar an advert for the book from a piano company even earlier than 1879. I found an advert from 1875 for a, a book that was being advertised as something like easy songs for beginning piano players. So it's obvious that this nursery rhyme predates its publication date, but scholars aren't really sure where it came from. And the thing about nursery rhymes is most of them or all of them were orally passed along, and so we don't have things like who it it came from, where it came from, and when it came from. I'm not going to go into much detail about why nursery rhymes were not written down until the 17th century, but there are theories out there. Perhaps I'll do a future episode about this. And some of the nursery rhymes we'll be talking about throughout this podcast, especially the British ones, are definitely older than the 19th century. But from what I've researched about American ones, like a tisket, a tasket, they didn't really become popular until post-Civil War. We see these nursery rhymes become popular from the 1870s and beyond and all of a sudden right before the 19th century we have a plethora of beautifully illustrated books of nursery rhymes that have just absolutely gorgeous illustration and scores into them and well some of them include nursery rhymes. In America nursery rhymes are a little bit different than their British counterparts because they're often different rhyming schemes. They are also often called something a little bit different like clapback songs or dancing songs. I may talk a little bit about this in the future, but that's another episode. So what we know about A Tisket A Tasket is it appears in the 1870s, and it appears in a collection of other nursery rhymes. We see it published again in kind of these collections up until the 1930s, and it was then in the 1930s that we see resurgence of the popularity of this song. And it is now that I really recommend definitely checking out the Library of Congress because they have amazing historical documents and recordings that you can search for free. And what I think is just really cool is they don't just have like articles or books, but they have some really cool old recordings of nursery rhymes or old recordings of other things that you just can't find anywhere else. So it's actually the Library of Congress where I found an old recording of a -a Tisket-A-Tasket. It's this really awesome record of a group of children from Alabama singing the song and the Library of Congress researching it or notating it with their scholarship. It's really neat because you can actually see some really detailed handwritten notes about where it was sung and who was singing it. They also have other notations from other groups singing it. And I found that they were mostly from the Southern United States for example, Georgia, Alabama, or Texas. The notes read, and I'm sorry for the outdated language, 13 songs performed by eight little Negro girls from Kirby Industrial School, Alabama, October, 1934. I think it's really interesting here because when you listen to the recording, you hear the girl singing, I tisk it, I task it. And whoever stored the notated recordings cross out the A in the title and replace it with I. So here we can already see how oral tradition can change the history of a nursery rhyme. Additionally to this recording, the Library of Congress has other recordings of a tisket a including a 1916 recording from Daniel W.F. and Prince's Orchestra of Children's Songs and Games. This is just an orchestral version of the nursery rhyme, and it does not include lyrics. Let me play a snippet of the girls singing at tisket a now, I do apologize for the audio quality. It's obviously a very old recording, and you can hear the pops and hisses from the record. But I still think it's very awesome that we have a recording from the 1930s. So here we have it, a recording from 1934 of Atisket-Atasket. Uh-huh. Right. The next time that we'd hear this being performed is probably its most famous rendition, and that is Ella Fitzgerald's rendition of A Tisket a Tasket in 1938. Authors William Emmett Studwell and Mark Baldwin in 2000 talk at length about Fitzgerald's popularization of the song in the book *The Big Band Reader's Songs Favored by Swing Era Orchestras and Other Popular Ensembles*. Here's what they have to say about her recording A Tisket a Tasket. Fitzgerald made a number of recordings with Webb between 1909 and 1939, but perhaps none more important than her charming rendition of a simple, almost naive number about losing a little yellow basket. A Tisket, a Tasket, 1938, based on an American nursery rhyme that first appeared in 1878, was written by Fitzgerald and Al Fieldman. It was in 1938 and 1944 in film and record excerpts of her bouncily performing the pieces have more than occasionally served as examples of her craft. I think it's really neat that Fitzgerald took a really well-known nursery rhyme that had been circulated in America history for quite a while and made it her own and we'll listen to a snippet of this in the outro of this episode. There are of course other appearances of a tisket a tasket in popular culture It appears in John Ford's 1940s opening scene of The Grapes of Wrath, which I think also adds kind of an upbeat and naive feeling before the tragic events of the Dust Bowl. But me talking about Steinbeck, that should be an entirely different podcast. But nevertheless, it also appeared alongside Henry Fonda in this 1940 film. It also appears in a Three Stooges episode and then in 1952 it appears again in a Tex Avery cartoon. You all probably know Tex Avery from Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd, and the like. It appears in a cartoon called A Magical Maestro. And this short became so popular it was actually added to the National Film Archives in 1993. You can go look go look it up and go watch it. It's very short, it's about 30 seconds. And I just think it's really cool because it's yet another experience we see of this nursery rhyme and in the 1950s. But despite not appearing in modern films or pop culture or music like it did in the 1930s, this nursery rhyme is still very prevalent in our popular culture. If you look it up on YouTube, there are still thousands of videos featuring a song to teach to little kids today. It's really crazy how many examples you can find out there. I definitely want to reference the weirdest place I found it. I found it in a 1918 children's book called Ducky Daddle's Party. And I'll post the link to this book on the website and I'll post some of the images because they are just really weird. This appears to be a, a kid's book about a stuffed animal, a stuffed duck to be precise, named Ducky Daddle and Ducky Daddle's birthday party. In it, he meets his friends, and they go to, like, party and sing nursery rhymes, in which a tisket a is included. In this book, it has images of these dolls, and of course, so think back, this is from 1918. So it has these dolls and stuffed animals. And as someone who grew up in the 1990s and the 2000s, seeing these really old dolls, it seems very creepy. It looks like a horror film and so reading this book, you know, it's happy-go-lucky with these nursery rhymes. It it really looks like it could be the plot of a horror film. I definitely recommend checking it out and I'll post a link to it on the website. It's also free to look at because it's public domain so feel free to share it widely. Reading it was just a hoot and it just exemplifies the weirdness that I absolutely love about nursery rhymes and why I love researching them and why I've done a podcast about it. So there we have it, the very first episode of a Tisket Tasket podcast. What have we learned? We know that this nursery rhyme dates back in its publication from the 1870s, but is probably older than that, and appears to be American in origin. It was popularized by Ella Fitzgerald in the 1930s and has appeared in films and cartoons. We know it's still alive and kicking today, appearing thousands of times on YouTube and is still taught to our children. I really hope that you've learned something new about A Tisket-A-Tasket, and if you hadn't heard it before, I hope you're now interested in perhaps teaching it to someone you know. But please, stay tuned for next week, where we will be talking about the nursery rhyme, A London Bridge is Falling Down, and... Oh my goodness, this nursery ramp has an incredibly rich history. I honestly do not know how I'm going to do it justice in 15 minutes. I haven't even finished researching yet. Some of the theories behind it is absolutely bonkers. I'm very excited to talk about it and bring you what I've learned. To finish, please check out my website, TaskitPodcast.com, for supplementary material, including... A ducky daddles book as well as other images and links that i found to be helpful in my research there you can also find an ongoing list of my resources that i found in my research you could also find and keep up to date with my publication schedule as well as other important information lastly if you'd like to support this podcast that i absolutely love to put on Please feel free to do so through my website or through my Patreon, which you can find the link on my website. Your support will help me a long way in the hidden costs of putting on a podcast, including hosting fees, software fees, and the like. But really, this is my passion, and I absolutely love doing it for you. Finally, I'd really like to thank my family and friends that I've showed episode zero to. The feedback that I've gotten has been so humbling and heartwarming, and I don't think I really would have continued this without that support. You've really helped me with my nervousness about this, because at first I was like, who wants to listen to me talk about the research of nursery rhymes? But the more people I talk to about this, I get great feedback, and again, I just really thank you from the bottom of my heart, especially to my close friends and family that have helped me out so much thank you so much for listening to episode one of a tisket tasket podcast and stay tuned next week where we will continue to talk about the absolute weirdness and awesome history of nursery rhymes